0: Okay, welcome back welcome back to the podcast good to have you back thanks for listening today's episode actually before i get into that i want to make a little announcement i already have sponsors just kidding they're not paying me so this episode is brought to you by same day health need a covid test need a pcr 72 hour turnaround time travel free with insurance 30 minute turnaround time for 125 dollars same day health As for Ashley, she'll give you a discount. 2720 South Dixie Highway. So back to the episode. Um, I wanted to talk to you guys today about something that is very near and dear to all of our little Miami hearts, and that is mula, dinero. But I want to specifically talk about not just any topic regarding money, but specifically our relationship with money or our emotional relationship with money, right? So money is something that we love in Miami, we love in the nation, we just, everyone fucking loves money, right? It's, it's what we, what a lot of people unfortunately live for, you know, I mean, that's not what I live, but fuck, I love money too, you know, I can't, can't lie about that. Um, I, but I really, like I said, I want to talk, touch around our emotional relationship with money, uh, how we identify with it, how we relate to it, how we perceive it and what it ultimately means to us, Right. Um, I'm the type of person that I like to dig, I like to think about things. I'm always kind of like in my head. Uh I guess that's why I fucking became an analyst, but um that's besides the point. I like to analyze things. I ask I like to ask the why of things. Just think, think, right? I mean we're fucking human beings. If we're not thinking about things, what the fuck are we doing? We're just a fucking hamster on a fucking wheel. You know what I mean? So so yeah, I just started thinking um about our city, man, and how important how important money really is in Miami. How important status is in Miami and why? Why, guy? Why? So I re- I remember I read a few, there was these quote this page on Facebook years ago, and it had quotes. And one of the quotes was: Money doesn't buy happiness, but I'd much rather be crying inside of a Ferrari. And it's fucking true. I mean, if push comes to shove, right? If I'm going to be fucking sad, I would much rather be sad with a bunch of nice shits around me, right? But it's true. Money provides us with comfort. It gives us that jolt of happiness. You know, every time we buy something, it's like that instant gratification. And you know how we fucking millennials love instant gratification. That's why fucking social media exists. But most importantly, money provides us with peace of mind it's true it it provides us with peace of mind with safety with security it keeps us safe it keeps us warm at night it keeps the light on type of shit you know what i mean but what i want to know is what specifically is it about this city and i guess not just this city because it applies to this entire nation i mean after all this nation has capitalism fucking pumping through its veins right so what makes us chase money so profusely, right? Uh, do, I mean, do we really need the marble floors? Do we really need that new fucking iPhone? I mean, the cameras, you can't tell, the cameras is just fucking same, right? Do you really need that fucking Lexus? Josue? It takes you from point A to point B just the same. So what is it? You know what I mean? So I started thinking and I was like, What could be, what are the factors that play into this specifically to Miami? But again, it could apply to the entire nation. So it doesn't have to be. So I started thinking, does it all go back to our innate desire to fit in, right? Do we still have that fucking high school chip on our shoulders? Like, oh, uh, I want enough money because I want to be accepted, right? Um, I want to be liked and respected by others, by my colleagues, by my community, Is it a social acceptance thing? Is that it? Do you fear being looked at as less than by those around you? Could that be it? You know what I mean? Or do we want enough money just to make up for our childhood? In reference to us being from a city, I mean, we're all from a city that the majority of people come from immigrant backgrounds. And we know that a lot of immigrants come poor. You know what I mean? And we see our parents struggle. I know I did. And does that chase and hunt for money come from a place of making up for the past? You know what I mean? To ensure that we never see ourselves in that same situation. I mean, for me, it could be. I don't know. I try and ask myself these questions all the time, but I'm not a psychologist. Um... Or is it a deep desire to be competitive? Like we know humans to be competitive creatures. We are competitive towards one another. That's why we have fucking major league sports and all this shit, right? But does it come from a feeling of we want to be above the rest? Do we want to be felt as number one, right? And if so, when do you reach number one? What what defines number one, right? When you're number one in your community, when you're number one in your city, in your neighborhood, in your state, in your nation, when, when the fuck do you stop? You know what I mean? Or does it stem from a feeling of lack, right? Do we have this deep buried feeling of lack that's within us that can only be filled by buying more and having more money? And again, when is that enough? Another thing that it could be is just this. It's this never-ending chase of happiness, right? It's the classic old human pursuit, right? What we all try and chase is happiness. And, and unfortunately, or fortunately, happiness has been associated to money, right? Rich people equal happy, right? Wrong, that's not always the case, but some people think that is an absolute truth, is it? Or is it something that's just been portrayed to us by the media, by marketing, by social media, by ads? It's a clusterfuck because the way I see it is if that's the case, if we are chasing it because it provides happiness, then that's a never-ending cycle, right? We buy something to make us feel happy and then we feel happy and then once the shimmer of that new toy or whatever wears off, then we're off to the next thing and the cycle begins again. It's never-ending. And a lot of the times, this cycle is accompanied by guilt, right? Guilt like, fuck, I spent too much money on this car. I could have paid off my mortgage or gotten closer to paying off my mortgage or I could have saved for retirement. Sorry, I feel like I got something in my fucking group. We're very professional out here, he says in an empty room. Uh, <laughs> um, I forgot where I was at. Oh, yeah. So the feeling of guilt and then the cycle continues, right? We're wanting happiness. We get happiness. Happiness wears off, and then we feel guilty. And then, because we feel guilty and bad, we time goes by, and then we want that happiness again. And it's just a fucking never-ending cycle. You're trapped. It's a perpetual fucking cycle. And now, the truth is that it can be any of these things, or it can be all of these things, depending who you are as a person, right? Uh, and especially when you live in a society that breeds consumerism, that breeds competition and breeds that love of money. And especially in a city like Miami, where it's a it's a truth that appearances mean a lot here. You know what I mean? What you dress like, where you work, what car you drive, uh, where you vacation defines you. You know what I mean? I mean, we all know those kidless couples that go to Disney a couple of times a year. <laughs> I'm just kidding, kind of. Um, but according to Forbes, right? Our relationship with money is formed by our observations and the messaging we see and hear related to money. According to a PBS reporter, children can understand basic concepts about money as an, at an early age, as, as early as an age, sorry, as three years old. And by seven, their values around money are already set. Our early, our early experiences with money, such as witnessing arguments about it or being defined by it, can trigger a range of emotions, such as anxiety, resentment, or feelings of, elite, of elitism that we carry through life. Those experiences and emotions shape our values and relationship with money. Now, try and this is what I try and do. This feels like I'm trying to give a psychology class. Do you identify with any of this? When you think back, have you ever felt these types of feelings towards money? Could be all rooted from, from this type of shit, right? Um, There's a study, a 2018 study by researchers at Purdue University showed that the individuals with an, an annual income of $95,000 reported the greatest level of overall life satisfaction, my friends. That study, not a millionaire, just 95 grand, which is for some, a lot of money. But so the study also found that additional income did not create a proportionate level of happiness beyond this point, meaning 95 grand was, and again, depends on where the fuck you live because 95 grand in San Francisco and New York is not the same as 95 grand in fucking BFE Wyoming. You know what I mean? The money extends some more. But they found that after this point, it doesn't really make a difference you're comfortable enough you kind of buy everything that you kind of want and need it gives you enough just comfort basic comfort to be happy you know to be content um but we know most people in miami do not make that much i think the average income in miami is like 45 grand or 40 grand some shit like that or or lower actually i'm not exactly sure how um however with those that actually do make 95 grand we know most people just don't stop there they crave more you know if you've made a 95 why not 100 you know after 100 why not 110 why 120 and we all know the saying more money more problems baby and i'm not here saying being one of these fucking liberals saying kill capitalism consumerism is evil which in some ways it's it's terrible but i'm not saying that either By any means, I like to fucking buy shit. I like to spend. I got a fucking. I drive a fucking Lexus. I have a Gucci wallet. I like all. I'm a materialistic Miami little fuck boy. I'm. I'll agree with that, but to an extent, because at least I'm conscious and aware of these things. Because I feel that it's important to have a healthy relationship with money. You know, money does not define your worth. Money does not mean. Whether I'm a millionaire today, broke tomorrow, and then a millionaire again next week, throughout that time, your worth, your self-worth should remain the same. You're not defined by money. Money Money's just a fucking piece of paper that was man-made. It doesn't. It's there's nowhere to be found in nature. It doesn't abide by the laws of the universe to a degree. I'll get to that later. Um, You know what I mean? It's important to have that healthy relationship with, with money, with spending, with the green dollar baby and now with bitcoin in the future so the takeaway of this is really kind of like just ask yourselves man ask yourselves like what do i want money for what does money mean to me how do i feel with money how do i feel without money what does money bring me emotionally physically mentally how much is enough money for me you know what i mean When is enough money for me to stop and not continue to complicate my life, to sacrifice my peace of mind, to sacrifice the things that actually matter? You know what I mean? Sometimes we let money fucking cloud our judgment, and that's fucking terrible. I also want to lightly touch around this whole other mentality, right, around money. Um, But this can be a whole other fucking podcast, so I'm not going to get too much into it. it. But uh, something that I've realized... That wealth isn't necessarily only a physical attainment, but a mentality. I'll hit you with another quote because I know you love those. Scarcity tells us that in order to do more, have more, or be more, we have to constantly hustle. But instead, let's lean into this truth that there is abundance if we are simply open to it. Right? That constant struggle, that constant hustle, that constant chase behind money—that all stems from a feeling of lack, right? Of needing more. Of this is not enough. I need to chase more. I need to have more. This is not enough. If I fear, I fear not having enough. I fear maybe this money I have running out, so I need more. I need more. And while having ambition is important, you need to make sure that that ambition is coming from the right place, and it isn't coming from. Feeling of lack, right? You want that ambition to come from the right source, from a feeling of abundance, right? Not fear, but love. I made this car on the other day. I don't know if you guys saw, it, but every decision, everything you think, everything you do stems from one of two places love or fear. Not love or hate, because hate stems from fear. The two basic truths are love and fear. So if you're out here chasing money, Because of a feeling of lack. That's fear. If you're out chasing money because of passion or whatever the fuck, that's comes stems from a place of love. Differences. Oh fuck. Differences. Um I hope this thing's still working. I'm gonna kill myself if it's not. And to kind of rhyme on with that, some people are always here talking about how. They don't have enough or they can never have enough or how they're always broke or like they can never be this or they can never be that. And that's fucking false. You know what I mean? When you feel abundant, when you feel that you don't need anything anymore, that's when you receive the most. So even if you are broke as fuck, (laughs) just walk around like you're fucking Jeff Bezos up in this bitch, man. Like, after all, your beliefs create your reality. Anyway, enough of that. Nita, why is this This is so unprofessional. I'm trying, guys, right? Don't prosecute me. Anyway, let's transition over to my favorite part of the show, which is, what is that guy? segment, where I address another fallen victim of uh, the cancel culture. Rest in peace, Dr. Seuss, baby. Gen Z, gotcha. And I started thinking, I'm like, I just want to know how motherfucking toxic you got to be to come after fucking Dr. Seuss, man. Dr. Seuss, bro. Guy, what is that guy? It's fucking crazy. They took down Aunt Jemima. They took down the Lando Lakes native lady. They took down Mr. Potato Head and apparently his potato penis that I didn't know he had, but... And now they're coming for the cat and his hat guy what is that guy it's fucking exhausting so I, may, I did a little research into it five minutes probably the most um so essentially there's a series of books right that portray some sort of cultural appropriation right and the cancer culture came roaring through and fucking snatching wigs and doing the most and so the Dr. Seuss company was forced to come out and give an apology and kind of just vow to stop licensing and publishing these sets of books. Right. Because people are getting insulted and the whole the whole thing. Right. So I looked at one of the books and one of the examples they gave. And one of the books is and to think I saw it on Mulberry Street. <clears throat> Spicy meatball. And the narrative on the book says a Chinese boy that eats with sticks and then it depicts an Asian boy dressed in old school Asian clothes and they paint him yellow. In my opinion, right, and this is just my opinion, don't crucify me. I think these companies giving in to cancel culture is fucking silly and it's fucking dangerous. It's breeding a culture of people. I'm reading what I wrote because I my brain breeds a culture of people that are easily offended by marginally anything man like these people fucking like anything just sets them up sets them off <sighs> cancel culture is toxic dude It you're literally silencing someone for having a different opinion than yours or making a mistake we're all human we all make mistakes if I make a mistake it is not fair for a horde of people to come and get me fired, get me possibly divorced, lose my the love of my family, bunch of shit. These people fucking rip you to shreds. It's insane. I have a feeling that if if I blow up at some point, I am gonna be canceled because I don't I like to speak my truth and what it is. And let me let me not even put that out into existence. Anyway, yeah, we all have different opinions. We all make mistakes, and we shouldn't be crucified for these things unless it's something heinous like raping someone or something like that. It's a whole different ballpark. But this PC culture, it creates this form of entitlement too. You know, and it all stems from kind of not really having enough problems, man. Like I assure you, if you're back in Cuba, you'd be fucking too worried about fucking trying to feed your family and not getting robbed and all this crazy shit. You wouldn't have time to nitpick at all these little minuscule things. Have tougher skin. You know what I mean? You should never discriminate anyone everyone should be equally respected but there's limits to these things like you can't just go because you got rubbed a little bit the wrong way and and try and cancel people that have been around forever that these people have livelihoods they have families i don't i don't fucking get it man this shit's fucking exhausting so you know rest in peace to dr seuss um those are my two cents it may seem archaic to some but we're all different and I don't give a fuck that's my opinion and this is my show and I'll say whatever the fuck sale del culo. so anyway that's all the time that I have for today um I got shit to do not really but if you're still watching at this point thank you for supporting me please remember to like subscribe and hit the little notification bell. I think it's over somewhere on this side. Um, and if you're feel if you feeling extra generous, for the love of God, share this with your friends. Post it on Facebook. Post it on Instagram. Whatever you can. Get me some followers. And just let's have fun together, man. You know? Yeah. I don't know why I'm doing this. All right, baby. As always, have yourselves a good day. Y no se metan con nadie para que nadie se las meta. Bye bye. See you next Thursday.